Uh, I just sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a mouth fart. Oh my god! I what just, was that? That is the auditory uh, embodiment of what I feel when I see these professional tokens on social media. Yeah, saying whatever they think conservatives want to hear. Right. It's just very strange to me that they are pumping out these like black children, these teenagers, and they all look the freaking same. They all have glasses and little blazers. Yeah, yeah, you got to look professional. You know what? You're wearing glasses and a blazer. I don't trust I'm, you. I'm part of the effort. <laughs> I'm You're the, part of the resistance. I'm the foil, yes. <laughs> I'm the balance. It's just so strange. Like I just, I don't know. I just went down a rabbit hole watching some clips and reading some really poorly written articles by this little child, and um, it just is very strange. It's like a word salad of conservative, lef- leftist, cultural Marxism. Right. Hate speech isn't real. Yeah. There's a bunch of buzzwords that speaks to a certain audience. And then you get them coming from a young black man's mouth. Mm -hmm. And you can hopefully convince people that they're not actually racist. We talked about this before, how there are all of these tokens in conservative media that can rise to the ranks, largely because people like to see a marginalized person saying their bigotry is okay. Exactly. Yes. And I don't, I think the only thing that's sadder than that is like the ones who are trying to do it and aren't successful. Like he's not, <laughs> like he has so, no so, following. So you, si- you signed up for this and you got what out of like, it? Like you're not even popular, sir. You sold your soul for like a, like a half eaten sandwich. You, yeah, exactly. Like a bad WordPress website and like some bought and paid for followers. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it made me. This make guy a looks mouth fart. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> End result: mouth farts. Absolutely. This guy looks just like the the guy that pretended to be a doctor. Oh my god! He looks exactly like that guy. I think that guy was like, "Lo, it didn't work out as a gynecologist. I will be the face of the black conservative movement." <laughs> I'll just I'll go where I can. He's ambitious. I got he's a hustler. Scammer's gonna scam. <laughs> I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this is last name basis from Brick Radio. Three four corners in a triangle. Why we keep it one hundred tie optional? With a person from a dance to acting on the screen. You know who it is, man. It's Jessica Lee. He's a lawyer. She's an activist. And you're tuning to them live. This is last name basis. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I was just on the train coming out here. Mm-hmm. And this, I guess, would be our goings on about Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, what the hell is going on in Brooklyn? This was both terrifying and then enlightening and then kind of terrifying again and then confusing. And well, then what the, happened? I'm about I have to, to I'm to setting know. it up. I'm giving you the emotional roller coaster I'm about to take you on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a guy on the platform, and he comes up to me and he sits down on the edge. Then he <gasps> starts crying. Oh no. And he scoots further on and he's looking down. There's maybe while I was talking to him, trying to get him up off the tracks, the train light shows he up at the end onto, of the tunnel. He, got he didn't get down onto it. He sat on the he just edge. Sat on, okay. Like on the very edge. Wow. And he's like, I can't take it anymore. I'm going to, you know, I can only do so this much. This happened today? On, yeah, to, on the way out here. Wow. Yeah. So the guy is, you know, he's he's not looking his best. Um, he's down Clearly on his he's luck. he's going through it. Right. And so he's about to kill himself, allegedly. And he, <laughs> then I'm talking Wait, to him. What? 
Well, here's the thing. He's clearly. You need to tell me. Is he okay? He's fine. Okay, great. I wouldn't be here if the dude wasn't fine. I don't know. You're like, I have places oh. to be. <laughs> so wait, what happened? So I get him up off the track, or not off the track, but off the ledge, because now there's a train like really actually approaching. Right. And I pull him up, but before but before I do, I told him I would give him something. But he's sitting on this on the edge with the train coming, and he's like, I need I need money, man. I'm hurting. I can't do the um, the welfare thing any longer, and it just doesn't go far enough. And on and on and on, and you know, it's it's getting gradually more um, financially related. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "I need money now." <laughs> he's like, "Pay me to get up off this track." Oh, so he was he was trying to he was trying to get me to think that if I gave him money, he was not going to kill himself. Like, what I needed to do was whip out two bucks right now, put it in his hand. Was anybody else, cons- would, like, was were you the only I was person? the only one right near him, and I got him up, and then I was like, look, I, I, I literally have nothing on me, so, like, this, this transaction isn't going to work, really, mm-hmm. but, like, I can get you some help. I can get to a place where, you know, I could do what I can and, like, blah, 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 I'm starting this. Mm-hmm. He gives me a very curt, fuck you, and, like, storms off. Then I'm on the train. The train doors are open. He gets on, he goes up and down the car a few times, on my car, and then when the train doesn't leave, he gets out and sits down on the, on the, on the railing, or right on the edge of the track, where another person is, is standing. So this is like a, a routine this for is, him. It's a, it's a routine. And he's, and Was it, the other person that he sat down in front of wearing a blazer? Yes, yeah, somebody who that's looked like they might is. have some pocket change, yes. you know, some I think that's what he's identifying like the blazer with somebody who would throw some money at yeah. at somebody who mm-hmm. was potentially going to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh and the You are appropriating someone with wealth. But that so you know. <laughs> <laughs> But don't give away the secret that I have not wealth. Okay? I have not wealth. <laughs> I have not wealth. Someone's like, that's my culture. I'm faking it till I you make it. You and that blazer. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets back, but this person was like Nah, bro, sorry. It just kept going. And the guy stood up immediately once he realized he wasn't getting some. At that point, I, w- I was thinking, okay, I'm not really concerned that this person's in a place where they're going to hurt themselves. Well, I thought you weren't, con- I would think you weren't concerned after he said, fuck you. Well, I mean, just because he says fuck you doesn't mean he's not going to do something stupid. Well, right, but I'm saying that. And just because he was clear, trying to get money clear from that he me. He was trying to get money from you. But that doesn't mean it's a routine. And that doesn't mean. I mean, part of me was. There was a part of me when I realized what was probably going on, mm-hmm. even before it was settled. So he gets back on the train car. Now the doors close. He's waiting for the train to go. And he's like, he's like, come on. He's like, he's angry at the train for not moving and taking too long in the station. And as soon as it moves, he opens the door between cars. And there's like a little couple of ropes. Right. Between um, the trains. Between the trains, which is outdoors, like in the tunnel. And then he throws his legs over the ropes and starts and starts holding while holding the door open because they close automatically and starts screaming, I'm gonna kill myself. I have no money, I'm gonna kill myself. Oh man. I know. I and don't it, like this story. It was well, it was really it was really sad. I mean, and and upsetting, and a lot of people were really upset by it. Um, but I went up to him and I was like, I, he didn't remember me from literally like forty five seconds earlier. And I was like, look, I'll give you the money, just come in and talk to me. And he came in, and he sat down, and I was like, look, I don't have any money. He was like, fuck you, and he walked off. I was like, I was like, I don't know what to do. And then I spent my time talking to other people and letting them know that I don't think he was a danger. I tried to call somebody at the station. Yeah, I would just, but you, you I, just got to call. If somebody starts acting like that, it's not your job to try and 
talk them down or or you don't want to because here's the thing <clears throat> that scares me about that type of stuff is when you go up to somebody who's sitting on the edge of the track like that he could have grabbed you and pulled you onto the track with him or something you know what i mean like you don't want to i'm just i wasn't too worried about that i it doesn't matter if you're not worried about it. Like, it could have happened is what right. I'm saying is that, like, somebody that's acting that way, like, even if it is a scam or something, like, you have to be so careful and get somebody that's, like, a professional, right? Like, I would call or push the button or get the MTA right. employee before I would go up. You know, even you being like, oh, I'll give you money, but then you didn't have something. Like, he could have attacked you. I Again, I wasn't really nervous about it. doesn't matter if you're it. not nervous about it. Like, he could have done that. When I first moved to New York, one time I was in the train and um, there was this uh, guy, he was like staring at me. And mm. when I looked at him, he like ran over and pushed me. He almost pushed me onto the train tracks. I remember and that. And I was going to go like work out. And I remember I was so scared. I like just went straight home. I was just like, oh my God, I have to go home. Yeah. And like, I didn't do anything to that guy. And unfortunately that type of stuff happens all the time. Like you have to be so careful. I feel like I was careful. But, you know, I also had to go up and approach him and say what I had to do to get no, him from doing something. you didn't have to. You could have gotten, gotten, You know and what I mean? And he could have slipped and pulled you down there is what I'm saying. Is that you yeah. need to get somebody who is like a prof- – you know what I'm saying? Well, like I, did, getting- I did in the end. I did. Well, he got off at the next stop and I, I called and made them aware that he was there. But, I mean – Well, this was a great goings on about Brooklyn. I just – I mean – depressing at all. <laughs> well, on a happier note, there was a – there was a, a dog on the same car that was, like, the cutest dog ever. This dog had, like, ice white eyes, was the cleanest teeth. It was smiling at me. I think it winked at me. It was it was the cutest dog ever. It was I was like, hey, I heard your dog's going through heat. I was, send her a message for me. <laughs> I was like, yo, if you send my dog a dick pic, she'll holler back. Oh, no! <laughs> no I'm kidding. It was Baby, a joke. Baby, don't ask for dog dick pics. I, it was a joke. Oh, but I wanted to say that this dog that I was, like, desperate to pet, had a sign on him saying like don't pet me i'm working he was oh he was he was a, a service dog a service dog of some sort did he have like a little vest on yeah 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 and it said don't pet me i was like ah i was like fucking alanis morissette like isn't it ironic look at you dropping references you know that song oh yeah dog we do. I just said it. <laughs> that you want to pet <laughs> but you can't because it's a service dog yeah there you go isn't i like it, it. Ironic? Very nice. You know, Very nice. all of the things in that song, none of them are actually ironic. I haven't gone through it and picked it apart. But he won, I the, he it. won the lottery and then he dies the next day. That's like not ironic. Well, maybe. It's really not. A no smoking sign on your cigarette break. That's not ironic. Is that not irony? No, it's not ironic. You're, you take a cigarette break and you see a sign that says no smoking. Like, that's not irony. That's just you not reading the sign. Maybe. I think Aren't I could count Are you supposed to be the writer? You're supposed to know this. That's Aren't not... you supposed to be a writer? You were a writer first, bitch. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. You were. That's a better compliment than I would have gotten <laughs> from you <laughs> if you weren't trying to insult me. Um, I have another goings on about Brooklyn that's not depressing. Okay. What about the service dog was nice? Yes. It led us to a conversation about Alanis Morissette, so I affirm that. What is your goings on about Brooklyn? Okay, so I thought this was really funny. Last night I went to a friend's birthday party and Patrick was supposed to go with me, but he decided not to, which is totally fine. I'm not holding any grudges. (laughs) I had a great time without him. But Patrick was seriously wrestling with should he stay or should he go? Oh, okay. And it was just so funny because 
you always do this. Like you did this with the bed. You do this when it comes to buying socks, <laughs> boxers. It comes like anything that you have to do. Right. It is like the most difficult. You go through like a I'm indecisive of is what emotions. you're saying. I'm indecisive and I own that. Can you just walk the listeners through why you were struggling so much? Because a friend of ours night. was having a birthday party. No, 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 no. It wasn't even about and that. And I had things you to do. You don't even do. know her like that. Like when what? I, like her I, birthday? No, when I put her on the calendar, you were like, who is that? You didn't even know who she was. I thought I knew who she was, but I didn't know her That's last what I name. Mean. You thought so you we're not knew? close. Exactly. She wasn't like, oh my God, it's my birthday and where's Patrick? She sure was, though. She, she was? Asked for you. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel really bad. And this was the problem that I was having oh at the time. God. Was like she invited us to her birthday, and it's a birthday gathering. Yeah, but sometimes you don't. Sometimes things happen. You don't. But feel see, good. I'm the type of person that wants to. If it's, if, especially if it's a celebratory event for something that has nothing. Like you're trying to add to this story as if like it's you it's had a some birthday special party. tie to a birthday party, but you do this about everything. <laughs> that, what that, I'm saying look, that's true. And you were like, and you, you do this. You go, baby, baby, help me. What should I do? Should <laughs> you I do the go? same. Thing. Should I stay? I don't yeah. know. And then, and then I'm like, well, if you don't want to go, then don't go. You're like, but I feel like I should. But but just... Should I? And I'm like, well, if you want to go, then go. You're like, but I don't know if I, I don't should like go that. because I didn't go to the gym and I overslept and now and I can't. I'm, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. love. I'm just looking for a little bit of dialogue, you know. I, want I you... dialogued with you and then you got mad. I was like, all right, let's Wait. talk about it. Your options are you can stay or you can go. And then you were like. That's not fair. We did. We made like a mind map. <laughs> and it was like there were two offshoots from the party in the go middle. Go to the party or don't go, go to, to the, the party. party. Don't go to the party. I was like, there will be other parties. She will not Look, be heartbroken if I you have, don't go. I know. I know. I just feel obligated to go to people's special events. Right. And, and I said, I, I feel like I you had I didn't want to go FOMO. because I had things to do. I had I had fear of not going. It's not fear of missing out. I wasn't worried that I would miss out fear on the birthday going, party. Fear of not going does not make sense. Fear of missing out means that you are afraid that you're You'll not You'll miss out on what happens at the event. But fear of not going has to do with going the to the event. Just physical act of not going yes. is what you're afraid of? Yes. I was afraid I wasn't going to make my steps on my Fitbit. <laughs> <laughs> fear of fong. It's fong. It's fear of not going. Fear of not going is like, I don't know, you have a bladder infection or something, and you have a fear of not being able to pee. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we have a return of a corner that we've only had on the podcast one time. I think we did it during the live show with yeah. Crystal. Yeah, that was it. Uh, it is the end stage capitalism corner, but it also ties in nicely to a new corner that we recently debuted on the podcast, So You Don't Have To, where we do a deep dive investigation on a story or an issue so that you do not have to. Um, and this episode in the pod, we want to talk about a new magazine called Teen Boss with two dollar signs. You sound like you're promoting this. <laughs> okay, sorry. Today we're going to talk about Teen <laughs> Boss with two dollar signs. Now you sound. Now you sound like you're promoting it on one of those like WWE. Yes. In this corner, Teen Boss. Uh, so this is a magazine. That is geared towards teens with the purpose of teaching them how to make money and be a boss. 
Um, boss, boss, like um, synonymous with baller boss. Yeah, like have, have money. Like right. their December issue, for example, uh, featured the headline: "Brooklyn and Bailey explain how you can make millions on YouTube just by being yourself." It's all about like branding and marketing and. Also, in everything mark everything's marketing corner. We had something like that and last stage episode. Stage capitalism, it all ties together. Uh, the one cover that I looked at, or it's actually the new one for March, um, or most recent one, featured this YouTube girl. Her name is JoJo. Mm-hmm. This really killed me. She is described as a former reality TV star, now vlogger, who's 14 years old, makes pop music, and has her own line of hair bows. Ooh, it really, that's boss right there. That is team boss. It really bothers me that she's 14 and she already is like a former career. Like, how is it you're 14? You're like, yeah, I used to be a reality star, but now <laughs> I... I gave it up. It was a hard life. I moved into like Bose territory. You know what I mean? The market is really ripe right now for bosses. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> the boss market is blowing up. Here's an article. Um, I sold out in less than a week. <laughs> I, I'm assuming that means like inven- sold out of product. They're talking about inventory, right? But like, are they talking about inventory? Are they? No. Yeah. Um, it only took me a week to sell my soul. Oh my god. That's the that's the dude. That's the um, black conservative oh, guy. Yeah, I bet he would have something in here. Um, no, that's him. That's his quote. Oh, He's like, I sold out in less than a week, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still not a boss. You know, they do things like explore, exploring ways that kids can make money, the more right. classic things like walking dogs, selling snow cones, but then they also have things like sew princess costumes or build a laser tag course. <laughs> Apply to a sweatshop. Here's what I don't like about this and what really bothers me is the idea that we are pushing onto young children that they need to prioritize making lots of money and and it's not like right. a, have a career or like explore your dreams or right take the things that you're interested in and how can you um make them into a living like it's not promoting entrepreneurship or or creativity in a way that I feel like is not more... creativity and no. but but it is promoting a business mentality which but a business is mentality not... of like make money right. not like you which know... is not appropriate for children no they I... can learn that later or they can understand how the world works and understand that business occurs in that world but they don't have to go out and sew princess costumes but for cash the other thing about it is it's inherently marketed to kids who are already coming from like financially successful, stable, wealthy families because these are the types of kids who say to their mom like, "Hey mom, I have an idea for like a new cupcake." And the mom's like, "Great, let's I'll loan you X amount of dollars to invest in your company." Right? Like these are the types of kids who they don't need to get a job over the summer to like help pay rent, you know, right. for their parents and yeah. actually like help sustain their family. These are kids that have already disposable income. Right. They're not selling to people who who need work. They're selling to people who cuz no children need work. In fact, legally, they can't have a lot of work. No. So so they're not selling to them. They're selling to people to children who are fantasizing about becoming YouTube famous and being And fantasizing and being about rich. having lots of money. Right. It's all about and even the title of being a boss dollar sign dollar sign. It's right. like make money. How do you become successful? And the and the YouTube star thing really also bothers me because I just I get kind of icky with the idea of 
kids becoming popular on the internet and like how that warps their perception of what's important. Well, this magazine plays off that, right? right. Like it's warped their perception of what it means to be popular or important within their social group, and now it's selling to them this notion that We're they could be you. that. Let me teach you how to be popular. Right, they're selling them the fantasy the same way somebody might sell like a, a fad diet that doesn't work to somebody who just always th dreams of being skinny, mm -hmm. you know, or, um, or whatever other snake oil you know, choose your snake oil, basically. Yeah, but that's, like, that's one of the articles. Choose your snake oil. <laughs> I, I love sold it. out in a month. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a quiz to help girls find out their life mo motto. Ooh, a um, quiz to find out your life so motto? So here, here are a few of the life mottos that you get to choose from. Be your own biggest cheerleader. Mm. Nothing is impossible. Okay. And always do what you're afraid to do. Which just like... That's terrible. That's I mean, going to get somebody wrong, hurt. That's going to get somebody kidnapped. Afraid of kidnappers? Always do what you're afraid to do. You know, I never got into the van before, but this time exactly. I got a new life motto. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the whole life motto thing is, I don't even know. These just feel like such generic hodgepodge, like of mad libs of... Of ideas, what right. would what would um, your life motto be if mm. you were inspired by Teen Boss? If I was inspired by Teen Boss, what what's a motto that you think young teen bosses? What about a young teen administrative assistant or a teen customer? I <laughs> customer do love I do love that it's like be a teen boss, even though you're too young to even be employed. <laughs> Let alone climb the ladder to management. Like, I'm a teen janitor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, so what would your what would your life be? Uh, I gotta say, man, uh, now that you put the question to me after laughing about this with you. <laughs> I'm I'm a little rattled because I just realized I really don't have a life motto. Okay, here you know what? And I now I'm you. feeling like insecure about let me, this. Okay, let me Team help. Team bosses you. made me feel insecure about myself. Let me help you come up with a life motto. Because there are tweens out there that have life mottos. I'm, I don't even have one. Patrick, let me help you. Okay. Have a life motto. All right, I'm okay. getting anxious. So, first, tell me something that scares you. How about uh, snakes? Snakes. I'll go with snakes. Okay. Now tell me an outdoor activity. Um. Parasailing. Parasailing, okay. And now tell me somewhere you want to visit. Brazil. Brazil, okay. I'm going to put these three things into my life motto generator. <laughs> I like that there's an algorithm for this. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. You'll never parasail in Brazil if you let the snakes keep you down. Ooh, see, that worked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, you're good at You are a teen boss. <laughs> You could sell this to the teens I'm who want to be teen bosses. I'm a teen CEO. Uh, do you want to do one more? <laughs> Why don't you tell me something that, yeah, let's just do another one. Tell me another thing that scares you. Uh, let's see. What else What else scares me? Um, um, dogs that I can't pet. Dogs that you can't pet. Mm -hmm. um, how, mu how, how much money is in your wallet? No money. No money. Okay. Glad I had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get that on the record. I'm, ask, I, I'm asking for the guy in the subway that. <laughs> um, oh. And tell me. What if me, you just said "fuck you" and walked off? And tell me what train you took to get here. The Q train. Okay. All right. You ready? I'm putting this into the I life motto generator. You'll have no money if you take the Q train and don't pet dogs you're not supposed to pet. 
I don't think that worked as well as the last one. <laughs> Somebody, but I do like the idea of creating an algorithm. Someone listening to the pod is like, "Oh my god, that is the <laughs> thing I needed to hear to motivate me into becoming a middle-aged boss." All right, I want to try. I want to try. All okay. right, so choose between always or never. Always. I need an action verb. Running. I need a superlative. Amazing. And I need a noun. Panther. All right, mine didn't work so well. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Always run amazingly panther. That's mm. not bad, though. But amazing amazing isn't a superlative. That's it's the problem. Not? That's what's, yeah, that's what's, what's not working a, here. Like, what is so it has to be like, like higher, um, further, um, better, well, prettier, see, right? Prettiest, that sort of thing. That's not also not a superlative. It's not even a word. Okay. Well, um... I tried. You need to come up with a life motto that suits you Damn, and will I'm help. I'm sure my algorithm would work. Well, it didn't. Um, <laughs> and mine worked better. Um, we investigated Teen Boss, so you didn't have to. You ready for some Science Corner? Let's do it. Science all right, so the New York Post wrote a piece that was headlined, Science Shows Redheads Have Genetic Superpowers. What? And so what they did was they found genetic differences that are common to redheads mm-hmm. and decided that they were better in some ways. Mm-hmm. But then I'm going through the list, and it gets, so the first one is they don't need as much vitamin D. Mm. That's pretty super, right? I don't know. Like they're basically they're basically capable of generating their bodies are capable of producing their own vitamin D. More vitamin D. Well, your body makes vitamin D, mm-hmm. but it's usually like it's from the sun, right? Right. It requires sunlight or at least that's one one thing that promotes production of vitamin D. Okay. So with less sunlight, they can produce more vitamin D in a smaller amount of time. That's pretty super. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then it says that they can handle pain better. They don't take the D, they make the D. Right. Sorry. Oh, is that is that in reference to they can handle pain better or the vitamin D? Thing? I I don't know. You <laughs> okay. <laughs> New life a, motto coming up. I don't. <laughs> I don't come up with what the mottos mean. I just come up with the mottos. I just collect the check as the tween boss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it said uh, it, it claimed that they could handle tolerate pain twenty five percent more than people with other hair colors. How does this, are they talking about Jean Grey from like X-Men? Cause she was a redhead. Who did they Also, use? how many how many redheads did they torture for that's this what exercise? That's what I, <laughs> yeah, like that's what's really weird. So it gets, Who signed up for this study and was like, yes, inflict pain on me. Right. So I can represent everyone that has my hair. I don't understand like, okay, sure. Right, so the next thing they said was that they know when it's getting cold. This is how they worded it. Uh, but what they were actually saying was that redheads feel hot and cold temperatures uh, at the extremes more severely than anyone else. Which is now we're turning into something where it's like, so you get... This is about the X-Men. I feel like this is like a guerrilla marketing campaign for a new X-Men film. I don't know. It just sounds to me like they're more likely to get cold or really hot. Or like combust under like hot temperatures. Yeah, but here's what I don't understand... Aren't redheads going to be extinct soon because they have, like, a regressive gene? Like, if one person is a redhead, 
and the other person that they have a kid with is not a redhead, the chances of the kid being a redhead are really low. Right. Because, like, the redhead genes are, like, really weak. Right. That doesn't sound like a superpower to me. That's what I'm saying. But what I'm, what I'm thinking here is That sounds like your to... redhead genes need to be up in the gym, bench pressing, doing squats and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, strengthening themselves. Yeah, man. Get a good, get a, get a copy of Team Boss. Get yourself a good life motto. Yeah. What are, really make yourself the best redhead. What are redhead your redhead genes doing that you can be? That they can't survive when it's time to procreate. That's not a genetic superpower in my mind. What my point is is that the other two. Oh, well, there are a few other things on here, but it was like redheads are popular in commercials, and redheads are seen as funnier, which are not genetic First of all, superpowers. Being popular in commercials, a lot of the redheads that you see in media are not natural redheads. Those are people that have dyed well, their hair red. Well, it also said red. Red is the hardest color to fake in terms of dyed hair color. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I'm just saying that there are a number of like um, Amy Adams, for example. She's right. not a natural redhead, but I read an article that was saying that like her career improved when she became a redhead because like she, obviously because they're seen as as funnier, more appealing, and more commercial. Friendly. I don't know. I guess so. But yeah. like, even when I did that Wendy's commercial, um, the Wendy's girl has red hair and I I thought it was natural and she said the same thing that when she wasn't a redhead she didn't work as much and then she dyed her head her hair red and then she was booking more jobs and this is my point right so the article starts out redheads have genetic superpowers but they're being tortured to determine how much more pain they can tolerate they get cold easily they have to seek like commercial value in order to in yeah, order to regular ass jobs. survive and like they're seen as like comedic, like that doesn't sound like a good position to be in for uh, for survival in a species. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like I'm like all of this points to uh, points to a really hard life. Yeah, it points to it points to somebody who's like desperate for acceptance. <laughs> they're out in the cold. <laughs> shivering when it's not that cold outside like they're freezing the rest of us are like girl it is fine out here and they're i wonder if that's counterbalanced by the fact that they can tolerate more pain yeah i well you know thankfully for them they're not gonna last or be around for very long <laughs> okay it's a nice another another quick science corner fran nixed this one because she didn't she didn't want anyone to think that we were making light of something. But I thought there's actual information here that's worth knowing. Mm -hmm. Apparently there's a super people gonorrhea. Come, come to our podcast for information. You know it. They learn. People say that all the time. Okay. They say, I learned something on your podcast. Okay. There's a super gonorrhea out there, and it mm. can't be treated, um, or it's harder to treat. Some cases can't be treated at all. Uh, and I just want to let everybody know that. That's it. You know, stay safe. Yes. Use protection. There is a super gonorrhea out there. Now it's time for listener letters. If you would like to send us a letter for us to potentially read and answer or address on the pod, you can do that at lnbpodcast at gmail.com. This episode's letter comes from Ken. He says, hey guys, Love the pod, seriously. And not to be all up in y'all's relationship, even though I'm about to be, but Fran, could you please stop letting Patrick call you a bitch on the pod? I literally cringe every time I hear it, and I really want to keep listening. 
I'd also be in support of him not calling you a bitch at home either, but I suppose the pod <laughs> would be a good start. <laughs> okay. He also asked us about uh, – seeing the Florida Man segment on Atlanta, which we did talk about um, on another episode. And so he ends his email by saying, so yeah, those two points, bitch and Florida Man, Um, (laughs) which I thought was a really cute way to end his email. Um, You know, I, uh, well, do you want to address this first or or should I jump right in? I, um, I mean, I, I don't think I, call you bitch very often? I think we call each other bitch pretty equally, but not like you're well, a bitch. I don't know. Like, At okay, home, bitch. you're calling me bitch all the time. No. Like constantly. Okay, here's what I thought was really interesting about this. This email is directed towards me supposedly letting you do something rather than if the person takes issue with you calling me bitch, the email is not directed at you. And I kind of think that that's just interesting in the sense that it somehow is my obligation to not let you do something to me mm-hmm. rather than to say, Yeah, I thought the same hey, thing. Hey, Patrick, I, read that. I will say, like, I'm, I don't want to rag on Ken. Yeah, you know, I don't want to be all up in his business. Um, <laughs> but I will say, I do think that it's interesting that instead of acknowledging that, first of all, Every couple is going to talk to each other in a way that feels comfortable for them in the same way that Pat calls me baby and he calls me beautiful, um, which I am not a baby, but I am beautiful. Um, Not everybody's going to be comfortable with their partner calling them baby, right? Or it's same like some right. people call their partner like muffin. If you called me muffin, I would be disgust, right? Like that is so gross. That is pretty gross. I don't, well, how about like bunny? No, like that is so, I don't like either of those, those right? Sweet cheeks. And you don't call me bitch as in like, you're my bitch. No, or you or, or you are a bitch. We always say it in like, bitch! Like, why right. did you say that thing? In fact, the only reason I say it is because you say it to me and I picked up on it and it became more of like a because I would never call somebody a bitch. It also kind of reminds me of, you know. Uh, definitely not serious. My girlfriends and I, we say that to <clears> each other all the time. Like, we text each other and we're like, bitch, right. yeah. did you see this? And again, it's not in, it's a colloquialism, right? Sure. And it's about familiarity that you have with the person. And not to say that it is on par with the N-word, but other people, everybody speaks about themselves and to the people that they love and care about in a way that is comfortable to them. Right. So, like, for example, the baby thing. You call me baby, but if some dude on the street called me baby, I would not be comfortable with him calling me that, right? And so, aside from the fact that this, again, was addressed to me as if I need to correct you or I need to train you or I need to... I mean, I, I don't know. They'll stop letting Patrick do something just right. feels very strange, right? Like, I, I agree. That was the first thing that I thought when I read this. After I was like, well, I know that we are comfortable with how we speak to each other and you don't misinterpret how I speak to you. Um, it's always super playful. You're right. never like, listen, bitch. Yeah, no, totally, you know? totally. But but after I got past that, yeah, I, I had the same thought. But I'm going to... I'm going to jump into Ken's corner here just because he's not here to defend his really, words. Really, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? I did. No, I, called, I saw it. I called you a bitch. I know. And I being- You didn't call me one back. I didn't call you one back. Because okay. now it's a new life motto. Don't call Fran a bitch. Mm. That's my life motto. He's a team bitch. Yes. I think maybe he's he's addressing this to you because you sort of represent- um, 
a perspective on these sorts of issues in a lot of media. So maybe he's thinking, like, I'm, I'm addressing this to Fran because um, I would like to hear her speak out against this because she is somebody who's an activist and speaks out on the, the improper use of things. And maybe he finds it improper for me to use it or inappropriate for me to use the word bitch because it has been used by men to degrade women yeah, so then why didn't time. he say it to you? That's what I mean. That Like, there is something, like, again. I agree. Not, I agree. not to bag on him because, you know, again, thank you for even taking the time to write us an email. And that, and he's a listener and he appreciates absolutely. us. Absolutely. But, but I, I am going to push back here and say it reminds me of the same type of thing when people say to women, oh, don't dress like that because guys are going to disrespect you. Sure. Rather than saying, like, no, if someone disrespects you, they are responsible for disrespecting you. You didn't let someone right. disrespect you you and so outside of the fact that the way that we talk to each other when we use the word bitch or when we say we're stupid or shut up or you know any other sort of biting language that I'm gonna knife you isn't that what you said to me earlier I did accidentally say (laughs) knife instead of saying that I was nice to you aside from that I don't let you speak to me a certain way If if I feel uncomfortable and I would hope that that he or anyone else that listens to the podcast or is familiar with me or my work knows that I have no problem standing up for myself. If I disagree with someone or I feel as if someone is speaking to me in a way that I do not feel comfortable with, like I let bitches know. But at the same time, it's just, I I think it's very interesting that the onus is suddenly placed on me Mm -hmm. to prevent you from acting in a certain way rather than he could very easily, he addressed it to both of us, he could have very easily said, hey, Patrick, it makes me really uncomfortable when you call Fran a bitch. I wish that you didn't do that. I agree. How about this? Ken, if you email me again and ask me not to call Francesca a bitch on the podcast, I can't make any promises. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will I will take it to heart. Um yeah, okay, well, listen, <laughs> again, I don't want to bag on him. I did think it was just very interesting, an interesting conversation to have about the way that people speak to each other, especially the way that couples speak to each other. Um, I really don't feel like we do it that often, and usually when it's you do mild, it, it's I like I've said it to you. I go, I'm like, bitch, and then your yeah, response it's, is, bitch. It's definitely not like my go-to verbiage. No. Uh, in any scenario, even with you, and I picked it up from you and use it in communication, I think, exclusively with you. So, um, I'm your only bitch. The only, the only bitch I got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Ken. Before we jump into Let's Get Lyrical, lyrical um, shout outs to Cardi B because she has a new album. I don't know when this album, when this episode is going to come out, but um, Cardi has a new album. It's called Invasion of Privacy. I, honestly, I'm very proud of her. There's lots of bops on there. Okay. Do you know what a bop is? Nope. I assume it's a good song. Yes, right? it is. Okay. Using your context clues. Are you talking about an album? Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, you did a great job. Anyways, um, so that was what inspired Patrick to dig into the lyrics of one of Cardi B's new songs. So take it away, Patrick. Okay, these these lyrics are from Be Careful. And if you're new to the podcast, you know, to avoid problems and avoid saying the N-word, which is something I just don't do, if the N-word comes up in a song, I just replace it 
with my own name. And that's something white people listening at home, we welcome you and encourage you to do. <laughs> but it has it has consequences. So I'm reading this. I do it so naturally now because mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy it. It's fun, like, throwing your name into something. Um that like that you know things take on certain meanings. Yeah, so it's like th- Cardi's singing to you. This is from yeah. This is from Cardi B. Be careful. Do you though? Trust me, Patrick. It's cool though. Said that you was working, but you out here chasing culo, and putas, chilling poolside, <laughs> living two lives. I could have did what you did to me a few times, but if I decide to slide, find a Patrick, fuck him. And then it gets more graphic. <laughs> You're like, I'm not going to. Do gonna... something else. I'll call it fellatio. <laughs> you would have been pissed. And now I'm doing really well, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. this is very flattering. Mm-hmm. But that's not my MO. I'm not that type of bitch. Mm, and karma her, bitch. for you is going to be who you end up with. You make me sick, Patrick. Wow. It's a roller coaster. Yeah. You know? I yeah. thought I thought like wow this is very flattering thank you Cardi no it's not a flattering song at all but it, it but it ended up not being flattering no the song is not a positive song the song is about how this guy and this is where I'm conflicted over this this song and over some of the songs on this album I haven't actually heard the song I heard it sucks though I don't like the song there's another song that's in a similar vein that's about being cheated on but it's about Offset. Which, okay, this is so funny. So remember when we did Amigo song and there was like Offset Chorus and I thought mm-hmm. Offset Chorus was like a type of chorus? Right. No, his name is Offset. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that is who Cardi B is dating and supposedly she's pregnant by him and he cheats on her all the time. It's about this guy. Yeah, all oh, of these so this songs is... are about, this is about him cheating on her oh. and how like if she had done that, that he would have been upset Mm. And he would have been mad, but she would never do that. And she's not that type of girl, but he's cheated on her and he needs to be careful with her. And it's like, it makes me so sad. Yeah. Like, she has all these songs that are like, again, good songs. But then when you listen to the lyrics, you have this moment of, oh, damn, this dude is not treating you right, girl. Like, right. get away from him. Well, get a get a life motto. Yeah. You, you need know? to read, you need to read Instagram boss. <laughs> It is that it's sad when it's actually true because there are all these all these pop stars, rappers, etc. Who, you know, they've been married for like twenty years. They've got a family. And they have songs about. And they're like, talking about like girl in the club on the dance floor getting to know you. You're just like you're not doing any of this. But sometimes they, yeah. Or they're singing about heartbreak, but it's like you guys have been together forever, and like well, you I guys look anybody, like a happy couple. I think anybody can sing about heartbreak because everyone sure. has experienced heartbreak, but right? I mean, and I. You haven't experienced no. any heartbreak? No. Oh, okay. Um, well, you haven't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, there's still time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, anybody can write about heartbreak. And I think a lot of artists um, embody, like, characters when they perform. And so they, like, write from the right. perspective of somebody. Or they're singing someone else's song anyway. Right, but I mean, so. like, you want to sing a song or perform a song that you feel like you have some sort of connection to, and you might be embodying, you know, an experience that someone in your family has had or a friend of yours has had. And I also think, you know, real talk, I'm sure, I know this song especially was ghostwritten for her. So mm-hmm. I know that she probably put her own spin on some of it yeah. and maybe connected with this song because it did have some application in her real life but i think that that's also why it's sad because it it resonates because 
damn, girl. Yeah. The rumor is you're pregnant and this mm. dude is out here cheating on you. Be careful with me. Like, whoo, get away. I wish her I wish her all the best. Cardi, would you like to choose something that you're afraid of? <laughs> what were the other thing? <laughs> we're gonna get you on track, Cardi. An outdoor activity <laughs> and then a place you would like to visit. Put those three things together, Cardi, and you will be on your way to being a boss who doesn't need offset oh cheating God. on her or treating her like trash. Well, that was a riveting episode of the pod. Please tweet us with the hashtag last name basis to let us know what you thought. Or you can use the Twitter handle <laughs> last name underscore basis. Or you can tweet us individually at Chuskali. A tie optional. And as always, please make sure to rate us and leave us reviews on iTunes to help uh, support the pod. Uh, here are a few of your listener reviews. My name is Corey, a.k.a. Bigga Carter. Pew, pew, pew. And since I discovered LMB, I've been a big fan. The dynamic between Cheska and Patrick is electric and hilarious. Patrick's take on hip-hop lyrics and Cheska's energy with the different segments is absolutely amazing. Highly recommend giving them a listen. Do you want to read the next one? I think that it will really resonates with you. <laughs> I'm glad you read ahead. Its subject, its subject is fairness. Yeah, this one's by ShoeGal85. It says, Fran, I like you. I like this podcast. But please, you've got to let Patrick Call talk. Call you a bitch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish that one is what it said. But I love it because it's actually about interrupting me. Mm-hmm. And you just like proved her point. Yes. you got to let Patrick talk. I feel like he doesn't get a chance to make his points. All good, clear, objective points, by the way. And it would be nice to get his full point of view without you constantly cutting him off or talking over him. That's my only critique. Great job, guys. And we got four out of five stars on that one. You lost us a star. Do you know? Do you realize that your constant talking over me lost us a star? This is having real-world ramifications for us now. Mm -hmm. I just want you to know, and I'm going to keep talking and talking mm -hmm. and talking, Mm -hmm. because at this point, I know that you won't cut me off. Um, shit, I'm running out of things to say. I, I'll do a whole other corner right here. I'll do, I'll do a, whole, a whole new animal corner right here because I know that you can't say shit. And I hate Cardi B. I'm going to tell you. You know who else I hate? I hate Beyonce. Listen, the way that we communicate is one that does involve us sometimes speaking over each other, sometimes tagging on to the ends of other people's sentences. Sometimes we're right in sync with each other in terms of Patrick talks over me, I talk over him. That's what happens. But thanks for trying. So thank you for leaving us reviews on iTunes, even if I lose a star and you slightly shade me. (laughs) I appreciate it. Anyway, thank you for listening. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this was Last Name Basis from Brick Radio. Last Name Basis is hosted and produced by Francesca Ramsey and Patrick Condis. Our executive producer is Sasha Mathias, and our associate producer is Emily Bogosian. Our audio engineer is Onel Moulet. Our videographer is Curtis Boone. And our show is recorded at Brick House in downtown Brooklyn. For more information, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio. You have to go from Brick Radio. You try it. And this is Last Name Basis from Brick Radio. 
See, you just kind of from Brick Radio. I didn't do it the way you. You're Go like from Brick Radio. Oh, you do try, that. No, you like that. That's try bizarre. It, try no, it, it sounds again. awful. Please. This is last name basis from Brick Radio. From Brick Radio. I don't want to do it that. How about from Brick Radio? From ASMR. <laughs> So dumb.